Concealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. I just received a phone call from a pastor friend that uh, we've known and worked in the ministry uh, there in this nation for many years. Uh, and very upset. And the reason he was upset is because one of the brethren uh, in the church uh, was not only killed but burned on the streets there uh, in Pakistan where he lived. And he was very upset. It was one of the safest places in Pakistan for Christians to be at one time. But we have to understand that you have to be counted worthy to suffer shame for his name's sake. When you come after the Lord Jesus Christ, any man coming to him, let him first deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow the Lord Jesus. We have a prosperity gospel going today that you're increased with goods, have need of nothing, and the Lord says, knowest thou not, you're poor, wretched, naked, naked, blind, and destitute. I counsel thee to buy me gold, trying to fire. Now the fire of the Holy Ghost is uh, tribulation and persecution we arise for the word's sake. Because tribulation worketh patience, patience worketh experience, and experience worketh hope. Hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. We are not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his name's sake. Now we know that in the former reign and the Pentecostal move, in the book of Acts, we see many mortars. Mortars are witnesses, the same Greek word, and you shall be witnesses unto me, is the same as mortars. You shed your blood, sealing your own testimony with your own blood. And those are counted worthy to suffer shame for his name's sake. We find that in the last days, it's going to increase. It's going to accelerate. There'll be more and more killings of Christians. And it will far exceed what it was done in Rome. And at that time, we have to make up our mind to reckon ourselves dead, but alive unto God, but dead unto sin. You can't kill a dead man because he's already reckoned himself dead. And that is the call of the Lord Jesus Christ, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lusts. When you see that Paul said, we're troubled on every side, but we're not in distress. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. Always bearing about in our bodies the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of our Lord Jesus would be made manifest in our mortal bodies. For we which live are always delivered unto death, that the life of our Lord Jesus would be made manifest in our mortal bodies and our light affliction which is only but for a moment, worketh for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. We find that there are Christians being persecuted and mortared all over the world and the earth right now. And we know that in many cases in CCP, North Korea, you're found with a Bible, you can be put in jail, or not only that, but put to death. We find that in Nigeria is one of the worst in that Boko Haram that they come against and killing not only Christians, but young ones at that. And the hate, the malice is uh, 
for hate and for this particular one, this brother that was killed in Pakistan. Uh, the brother called me, the pastor that's been friends with us for years in Sialco, and they only not only killed him, but then they had to drag his body down the street with about a thousand gathered and then set him on fire. Then when his ashes were burned, then they kicked it, screaming the whole time. Now, why would you do that? If a person's dead, he's dead. And have a little dignity, at least for the, uh, the, the person that was made in the likeness and image of God. But no, they had to burn it to instill fear in everyone else that doesn't believe in their same ideology or their same religious beliefs. And we're told, and these were Islam, and we're told that these were peaceful. Uh, we need to take a look at Surah 91. And it states in there that they are to kill uh, the imperialist devils, those that do not and do not serve Allah, uh, that they are worthy of death. Now, we in the Christian religion, we do not resist the evil. Uh, we stand for God. They smite us on one cheek, we turn to the other. Uh, we, we give way to judgment. And we work in love. Faith worketh by love. And realizing that they're blinded by the God of this world. But we have to be circumspect and know them that labor among us and know Satan's devices. And he works with fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and of a sound mind. We understand that we are called for the cross, a cross that we will crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust, and have called on to lay down our lives for the Lord Jesus Christ and receive a mortar's crown. That means beheaded. We say in Revelation 20, those that had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither received their mark in their forehead or in their right hand. And those that were beheaded for the cause of Christ, and they will receive a mortar's crown and live and reign with Christ a thousand years. We find also under the fifth seal, souls of them that were slain for the word of God and the testimony which they held. These were killed for the Lord Jesus Christ, not because they lied, cheated, or steal, or broke in and did any harm to any man, but simply because they followed the Lord Jesus Christ. We see that under that fifth seal, that these souls were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. They were living epistles. They were that holy nation. They were the light of the world, of whom the world was not worthy. And they cried, O Lord, holy and true, how long will it be before you avenge your blood upon them that dwell on the earth? How long before you uh, render judgment upon those that have killed us? And that's the faith and the patience of the saints. And he that leadeth into captivity will go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword will die by the sword. Here's the faith and patience of the saints. Well, into that fifth seal, that altar under the altar in heaven, those souls slain for the word of God, they know where they're at. They have cognitive ability. They know that they are in heaven. 
White robes of righteousness are given to each one of them. Those are spirits of just men made perfect. Hebrews 12. And it was said in the, to them, until your fellow servants and your brethren that should be killed as you were should be fulfilled. We find in John 16 that Jesus said that the time will come, and I have forewarned you that you should not be offended. Know that these are perilous times. And Jesus said, I've warned you, forewarned you that you should not be offended. The time will come they're going to deliver you up out of the synagogues and out of the churches. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service. Why would they do that? Jesus states, because they have not known the Father nor me. The little children in the Lord Jesus Christ simply have known that he is the Father. We see that in 1 John 2, 12-14. John said, all right, you little children, you've grown from babies, newborn babes, to little children. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. You're, you're born again of the water and the spirit, and you've gone higher, and you've known the Father. Well, Jesus stated in John 8, 13 on, and he stated there whenever the Pharisees came to him, and they said, Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record's not true. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true, because I'm not alone. I am one that bears witness of me, a record of me, and my Father that sent me. He bears record of me. Then he goes on to two witnesses. He lets us see the revelation of two witnesses. Jesus in the own days of his flesh. He says, it's written in your law. The testimony of two men is true. I am one that bears witness of myself. There's one witness. The body a flesh and blood body, Jesus Christ, and my Father that sent me. He beareth witness of me, the Spirit. Those are the two witnesses. The body of Christ and the Spirit of God are the two witnesses that you'll see in Revelation 11. But notice at the end that they have filled, fulfilled their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall, pit shall kill them. And their dead bodies shall lay upon the street, spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, wherein also our Lord was crucified. And they will not suffer their dead bodies to be buried for three and one-half days. Not just three days, three and a half. Why is that? We have to understand that the blood of the saints is a seed growth for the church. It's a seedbed for the church. It's the growth. The more that you persecute the church, and especially with the shedding of blood, the more it will grow. Because when you've done it one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. When one bears witness of the Lord Jesus Christ, then the Lord says, it's bore witness unto the Lord. And that blood speaketh better things than that of Abel. It's the blood of the saints and of the prophets that are found in her. You see, Jesus said that in John 16. I have forewarned you that you should not be offended. These things they will do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. And going on in John 8, he says to the Pharisees, 
I am one of the bear witness of myself, and my father that sent me, he beareth witness to me. There's the two witnesses. They said, where's your father? They don't understand that Jesus is the father of glory. He is that spirit. And they didn't understand it. They just didn't get it. Where is your father? And Jesus said, if you had known me, you should have known my father also. Those are the little children because they've known the father, just as Jesus said. If you had known me, you should have known my father. And just in John 14, he said, now you both know him and have seen him. Philip asked him, said, Lord, show us the father, it suffices us. And Jesus said, have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Jesus is that invisible spirit. He is the Father of glory. He is that God manifest in the flesh. In the days of his flesh, 1 Timothy 3.16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God himself was manifest in the flesh. That's God. Jesus, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. His very name, Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation. Why? Because he is Jehovah. And because they don't know that, they do not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. They do not confess that Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the Spirit of God, is come, not has come. A present in perfect tense is come in the flesh. First John 4, verse 1 through 4. This is how you try the spirits to see whether they are of God. We don't want to die a death for the Lord Jesus Christ and find out that we have missed the mark. We want to make sure that we're in the Lord Jesus Christ, in him, by him, and through him, that we are a faithful witness unto him, believing in the name of the Son of God, Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation. We believe in the name that God is manifest in flesh. That's his name, Jesus. The blood name of God. Acts 20, 28, take heed, take heed to yourselves. And over all the flock, over the witch, the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. The blood name of God is Jesus. The only revealed name of God for salvation is Jesus, not Father, not Son, not Holy Ghost. It is the name. You take on the name. You invoke the name. And there's no salvation in any other name than the name Jesus, Acts 4.12. No other, no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You take on the name of Jesus in baptism of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. And Jesus stated that in John 8, 13 through 27. And he said, they will do these things to you because they have not known the Father nor me. And the little children have known that he's the Father. He says, I'm from above. You're from beneath. I'm not of this world. You're of this world. I'm not of this world. He's the Father of glory. Jesus stated in John 3, 13, No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Jesus standing there before his disciples in flesh. 
and stated he's in heaven. Why? Because he is the spirit of God. Even though he's made himself of no reputation, not working in spirit, but working as a man in under the law to redeem us that are under the law. But after he fulfills it, then he'll take the ordinances of that law, nail it to his cross, and break down that middle wall of partition in his own body of flesh and blood. The Spirit made himself a body. Before him there was no God form, neither shall be after him. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He is God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. No such thing as a trinity or a two-ness or even a oneness where the man's not God. But has God any? No, the man is God. And when you have that revelation, <clears throat> and you are a faithful witness, then write, Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Yea, saith the Spirit, from henceforth and forever, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. You will receive a just recompense of reward. The Lord will give you a mortar's crown. Be you faithful unto death. I'll give you a crown of life. He says that in the Smyrna, talking about uh, and in the churches, the seven churches in the book of the Revelation, in Ephesus, Smyrna, of Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, said they're going to cast some of you into prison. Satan will cast some of you into prison for 10 days. Those are the 10 days of all introspection. It speaks of the Feast of Trumpets in Rosh Hashanah. And those 10 days are for self-examination to see if Christ be in us, lest we be reprobate. And Satan will cast some of you into prison for 10 days. Be you faithful unto death. I'll give you a crown of life. And that is faithful unto death. And he says there in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not going to face a time of trial, even to seal your testimony with your own blood. That's your pre-tribulation rapture. Out of here. It's nonsense. <laughs> We're called on to be that kind of witness. If a man believes the word of God, he'll die for it. If he doesn't die for it, he doesn't believe it. And that's how you know it's going to separate the righteous from the wicked, the holy from the profane those that serve God versus those that do not serve God. Just as they, Antipas, is God's faithful mortar that died between the porch and the altar. There in Pergamos, he was a faithful witness, even unto death. And that gives God the glory. Mortar Jesus said in there in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, you're going to be hated of all nations for his name's sake. Some of you, not all, but some of you, will they put to death. He's already forewarned us. You believe it, then you will render yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. Be you transformed. Somebody said, well, death is a hard thing. No, it's not. Any subordinate to man wants to die, and after that, the judgment. Every man's going to die. But what are you going to seal your testimony, your witness? For who? For the world? For money? 
for your namesake, for your business? Are you going to do it for God? The choice is ours. And as Joshua said, for me, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord, even unto death. And we be faithful unto death. He'll give us a crown of life. There in Revelation 13, we see that beast. And that had the daily wound and was healed. And the world wonders after this beast. That beast is a false son of God. It's a son of God coming to flesh instead of the father. It's a false God. Close. It names the name of Jesus. But many will come in my name saying I'm Christ and shall deceive many in his name, in the name Jesus. Just because they name the name Jesus doesn't make it so. They will use that name and pollute that name, the sanctuary of strength. They will blaspheme that holy name by which we are called. And at that time, uh, many will be put to death. Why? Because of the testimony which we have. Our companion and fellow uh, laborer in tribulations and persecutions in the body of Christ. And during that fire, that time, the body of Christ will come into one. We have the sardius stone, of which Judah is written on the breastplate of judgment. Then we have an onyx stone. means to blanch and make white. Two separate stones. But when it goes through the fire, you'll see that in the foundation for the temple. And it's not only... Uh, a sardius anymore in an onyx. It's a sardonyx because it's melted. The fire of tribulation, persecution, has melted the stones together. We're the lively stones. We are living epistle. It will bring the body of Christ into one mind, one accord in the unity of the faith, praying for one another, lifting up one another. It will bring the fullness of the body of Christ compacted together of whichever joint supplies identifying itself in love to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man to the measure that Jesus Christ and to the knowledge of the Son of God in a perfect image of Jesus. When we find that in Revelation 13, for 42 months, time, times and a half, three and a half years, get ready for it. Right now there's persecution, saints are dying all over the world. All over the world where there's great tribulation and persecution, where they're coming against the saints of God, the believers, and they're under great persecution. It's not only of the Taliban in Afghanistan. It is in North Korea. It's in the uh, China Communist Party. It's also there in Africa, in Nigeria, the Boko Haram. We have Hamas, Hezbollah. We have the Taliban. There's so many different hate groups that think they're going to get into heaven by murdering, by hate, and killing the uh, imperialist devils, uh, these, these ones in Surah 91 that are the infidels that claim to be anyone that doesn't believe in Muhammad, uh, the prophet of Allah. Well, they're going to see that there's only one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. They're going to have a 
in that day, seeing the Lord Jesus Christ, that there will be a mistaken identity and there will be many gnashing of teeth. There will be uh, crying, pain, gnashing of teeth, casting dust upon their heads because they thought they were right. Many will think they're right and uh, will not be able to enter in. We have to know the true God and eternal life, not a trinity. A trinity will be revealed also. And that's in uh, Revelation 16, 13. It was a false false religion. Sounded good. God in three persons. False. Total lie. So God's doing judgment in the last days to bring as many people out into the true Jesus. That's what we'll hear. He's your, John saw it. He saw the Trinity for what it is. And they worked miracles. It said, he said they did. Revelation 16, 13. These are three unclean spirits like frogs, which are the spirits of devils working miracles, coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. You see there in Revelation 13, that beast that had the deadly wound and eel, they say that's the son of God that's coming to flesh, not the father. That's where they miss it. That's the beast. And they make an image to that beast that it's just both speak and live. Call fire down from heaven. And at that time, he calls it all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive. Not just forced to take it, receive it. You have to receive it. It's your ideology. It's your faith. It's what you believe under death. It's what you believe with your heart, not mind, but your heart. The spirit have to be circumcised by baptism, then getting the spirit of God, being baptized in the Holy Ghost, and then obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, in order to be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. And the ones that do not, even though they follow, even some unto death, and find that that is a mistaken identity. Hearing, depart from me, you work iniquity, I never knew you. Well, we thought we were following the true God and eternal life, but we weren't. We believed in God the Son, not the Son of God, God the Son. We missed the mark. And God will convince all the ungodly of their ungodly deeds, which they've ungodly committed. They will see where they missed the mark and agree with it. We have to make sure that we're in the faith now. And he says there in Revelation 13 that there will be power given to this beast to come against the saints of God and wear out the patience of the saints for 42 months. Time, times they have three and a half years and cast the truth to the ground. It won't destroy it, but they'll cast it to the ground. You find that in Revelation. As a matter of fact, I'll read it to you. Revelation 13. It says to that beast, verse 7, Revelation 13, 7, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. That means over all the world. Now, there's wars during that time. We realize it. The north and the south, Daniel uh, 7, Daniel 8, the abomination to make it desolate because of transgression. We understand the North and South Army. The indignation that, that is determined will be done. Daniel 11, 
But he, the man of sin, the son of perdition, Satan incarnate, will come against all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he adds God, that within the temple of God showing himself that he is God. He will pollute the sanctuary of strength. He will come in the name saying that he is Jesus and that in the name of Jesus, Jesus said in my name, they will do many uh, their uh, speaking that are false Christ coming in my name, we have to be very circumspect that we not deceive. If it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. But God has given us that truth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, that he is that God, that he is the, that one spirit, and those that believe it and know and enter into it, destroying that flesh, crucifying the flesh with the, the affection of the left, mortifying the deeds of the flesh, will be sealed. And uh, during that time, doesn't mean that we're not going to die, but it means that we will not depart from that faith, even unto death. And we'll seal our testimony with our own blood. Some will. And some of understanding shall fall to try to person and make them white, Daniel, Daniel 11. And we understand that. And many will be tried, purged, and made white. These are the ones in the uh, Revelation 7 has come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb, slain for the word of God and the testimony which they held. So we want to be encouraged because we don't fear those that can kill the body. So you kill the body, so what? We fear him that has power to kill the body and destroy the soul in hell. That's who we fear. We fear God. He's the only one that can destroy that soul in hell. So it is imperative, critical, that we obey him. Obedience unto righteousness. Coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ into a perfect man. So we're going to hear wars, rumors of wars. We're going to see and hear that some of the saints will be put to death. And prayer, and lift up prayer for those that are going through persecution and tribulation. Praying one another, praying for one another daily. It will be far, far greater than what it was in the book of Acts in this last great reign of the Holy Ghost. But it will also be at a time of great tribulation, time of war, a war that the devil will come against the saints of God and overcome them. But we that do know God will be strong and do exploits. Exploitations, things that have never been done before. Sealing our testimony with our own blood. Nothing fear, not fearful of death. Then God will give us a crown of life. And we know that evil men and seducers are going to wax worse and worse. Perilous times are here. Men are lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Any high-minded truce breakers. Disobedient, disobedient to parents. Unthankful, unholy. Loving pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness. They go to church but denying the power thereof. And God will give power unto his two witnesses. And the power is going to be something radical change that many will deny. In Revelation 11, we're going to see that the power given to God's two witnesses, the body of Christ through the Spirit of God, 
the two olive trees, which are the candlesticks, two candlesticks, which is the church. And they will have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, the church, all throughout the world, not just Egypt, as did Moses, as did Elijah, where it rained not in the days of his prophecy, except by his word. Well, this will be through the body of Christ in all the world. God will destroy all the gods of this world. And many will hate the power given to them, the saints of the living God. They'll hate it. They will be in agony against those uh, what works in power that they'll have power to do in the Lord Jesus Christ. They will be uh, able to turn the water into blood as often as they will and smite the earth with all manner of plagues as often as they will. And many will say that's not God. Many will come against them, just as Corinth and Abiram did against Moses. And many come against the prophets. And we will find in the last days that this great tribulation, that Satan coming down to us having great wrath, knowing that he hath but a short time, but the good news is during that time, God lifts up a standard and a balancing of the cloud. And we stand firm, establishing the faith. And God said that he will not only just shake the earth only, as he did in the days of Moses when he came down on Sinai. And the trumpet sounded long and become louder, increasingly louder. The people said they exceedingly fear and quake. Moses said so. They trembled at it. This will be far greater because God said, I have promised yet once more. God has promised. He will not shake the earth only, but also heaven, that all, not just Egypt, not just the people of God there coming at Sinai for the Ten, Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, and the uh, the the law given to Moses. But all the gods of this earth will be destroyed. No more will they say, Blessed be the Lord God that's brought up his people out of the land of Egypt. But yea, rather blessed be the Lord God that's brought up his people out of the land of the north, south, east, and west. Whithersoever he had driven them, we're going to be driven by the Holy Ghost into all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end will come. This gospel will go to all the world through the saints of the living God, the church, the body of Christ. And at that time, it says there that uh, this devil, the old serpent, the scorpion, the dragon, but the beast that giveth the power, gives it power. The devil gives uh, uh, the beast his power and great authority, his seat, that he will come against the saints of God and overcome them for 42 months. But as we read on, he says uh, that in verse 9, all, well, take verse 8, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life. The ones that are names that are there, that are in the earth, standing for the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, in the revelation of Jesus, we will not worship this beast, even unto death. And it says, uh, and they are in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. 
verse 9, if any man have an ear, let him hear. Why? He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. They will throw the church in the prison. The tribulation for 10 days. Be you faithful unto death. I'll give you a crown of life. That is a time of great tribulation. But God's lifting up a standard against it. The bouncing of the cloud. And they will speak there accordingly. It's, and they will compare it. The, the, the tribulation and persecution come there in that cloud and the floods that beat upon the house and God, Shekinah glory, the cloud of glory. And it's a balancing of the clouds. When, there's a, when the evil comes in like a flood, God raises up a standard against it. And they will uh, compare that in the last days. You know, uh, the balancing of the clouds, Job said. And it will. God's grace will be greater, and the power of God will always overcome. We don't fear death. We fear God who's able not only kill the, the body, but destroy the soul in hell. That's who we fear. And he that killeth must be killed with a sword. Notice it says in verse 9, here is the patience and the faith of the saints. The saints is not just natural Israel, the nation Israel. It's the saints, those that are sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body. Those are the believers that have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, of course, natural Israel can still be saved if, if they obey the gospel of Jesus Christ because their natural olive branches can be grafted in again. And we're the natural, uh, we're the wild olive branches that have been grafted, grafted into that vine because of their unbelief. Well, the work of God will be manifest in the last days. It's a strange work. Bring to pass his work is strange work, and bring to pass his act is strange act. It's judgment laid to the line, righteous to the plummet. They think they've been pre-tribulation raptured out. This will surprise the hypocrite. They'll say, oh, no, we, we, are, we were supposed to be gone. We're supposed to be in heaven at the marriage supper of the Lamb and find that we're here in the war against the Antichrist himself. Still here. Because we'll find that the Holy Ghost will not leave us nor forsake us even to the end of the world. Amen. Matthew 28, 19. He's here until the end with us. And to him that overcometh. Somebody said, even through the wrath? Yes. Because until that last day, not the seventh trump, but the last trump, for the Lord is Jesus himself. Y'all descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. That's not the seventh trumpet. That's the last trumpet. The fifth, sixth, and seventh trumpet, the last three trumpets are woe trumpets. And there's still a yet, a trump of God yet to sound after that. We're here until the last amen. We're here until the Lord himself descends from heaven with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. And that is the day of the Lord. Nobody is pre-tribulation raptured out of here. And that's the reason why it's so essential and necessary for the saints of God to be sealed in their foreheads for the work of the ministry. So we'll stand in those days, be able to stand in the evil day. God's doing it now. So we're not 
discouraged when we hear uh, that the saints are going through in trouble and tribulation. We are to hit our knees and pray one for another. Pray for one another that we may be healed. Any uh, thing gets afflicted, let it be turned in the way and be healed. It's a highway of holiness. No stranger shall err therein. It's a great work and judgment late to the line, righteousness to the plummet. When God does his work, his strange work, bring to pass his act, his strange act. Don't mock at it, lest your bands be made strong. For I've heard of the Lord of hosts a consumption, a consuming fire. Upon who? Upon all the inhabitants, inhabitants of the earth. Oh, earth, 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 hear ye the word of the Lord. Somebody said, this is radical. This means we've got to know God to stand. This means we've got to go all the way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it means. We're, our faith will be tried as by fire. Seeing that the heavens and earth will melt. Second Peter 3. Melt with fire. What manner of holy conversation should we be? Peter wasn't saying that just to fill up pages uh, with something to write on, a, on, a, on an epistle. It's to let us know that perilous times are here. Evil men seducers waxing worse and worse. Many will seal our testimony with their own blood. And at that time, thank God, then he'll render vengeance to them that have troubled us. Render tribulation to them that have troubled you. That is when the Lord is revealed from heaven in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. And our testimony among you were believed. That testimony of Jesus believed. When he comes to be what? Revealed. His glory revealed in his saints. We're going to see that. A great and glorious day. The day of the Lord Jesus Christ and are gathered together unto him. It will be after great tribulation. It'll be after seals, trumpets, and vows. It'll be after until the last day of judgment, that last great day. And who shall be able to stand? It's the day of the Lord. It's the day of great God Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ. And who's going to hide us from the wrath of the Lamb, the judgment that are to come? It's only in the Lord Jesus Christ that we'll be able to stand. So do we prepare for these days? We are to seal the seal of God in our forehead by the word. Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is true. Believe in the word of God, standing in him, by him and through him we will stand. With the greatest work this world's ever seen, with God's work, his strange work bringing to pass his act, his strange act, it's at the door. God is sealing his people now to those that have an ear to hear. You'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. You'll hear of plagues and earthquakes in diverse places. All these will come to pass. All these things will happen. But we will know for sure at the time when we see the seals, trumpets, and vials, the seals of God, a quarter of a population dies. Then we see through the trumpets, a third of all the population dies. Still, it's not over yet. And then the vials swelled up the wrath of God. Half of the population dies. 
always warning the other remnant to be afraid and give glory to God, to repent of the evil deeds which you've ungodly committed. God's grace and mercy still being extended to those that have an ear. For the saints of God, we are to be sealed. Sealed before those last three woe, woe, woe trumpets will be in the inhabitants of the earth by the reason that the other three trumpets yet to sound. We must be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until we receive the promised possession. And it's after that we have received the word, the word of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, the word of reconciliation. When we receive it, we'll be sealed. We have that promise of God. And we will stand. Nothing will separate us from the love of God. So we are to be encouraged. For great is the Lord God, who will certainly save his people. And he will come that second time without sin and salvation for the salvation of his saints. Well, if this is bore witness with your spirit, we'd love to hear from you. God bringing his body into one right now. Know them that labor among us. We want to meet you, shake hands with you, work together with you in the ministry. You may want this in your church. You may want this in your area. We have gospel tents. We have our own instruments. We have a traveling ministry. And when the God have gospel, will travel. <laughs> we'll come to you. Let us hear from you. You can give us a call. Give me a call, Dennis Beard. My country code is one plus. 903, area code, 746-4885. And leave a message. I'll get right back to you. You can write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can message us or send a question to us over the website, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. We want to thank you for your prayerful support and your generous donations whereby you're able, you're able to help us keep these podcasts coming to you over here. Until the next time. This is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.